chapter twenty part two of the bohemians of the latin quarter by henri murger translated by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine chapter twenty mimi in fine feather part two during this colloquy in a public thoroughfare vicomte paul was awaiting his new mistress who was behindhand in her appointment and decidedly disagreeable towards him he seated himself at her feet and warbled his favourite strain namely that she was charming fair as a lily gentle as a lamb but that he loved her above all on account of the beauties of her soul ah thought mimi loosening the waves of her dark hair over her snowy shoulders my lover rodolphe was not so exclusive as marcel had stated rodolphe seemed to be radically cured of his love for mademoiselle mimi and three or four days after his separation the poet reappeared completely metamorphosed he was attired with an elegance that must have rendered him unrecognizable by his very looking-glass nothing indeed about him seemed to justify the fear that he intended to commit suicide as mademoiselle mimi had started the rumour with all kinds of hypocritical condolences rodolphe was in fact quite calm he listened with unmoved countenance to all the stories told him about the new and sumptuous existence led by his mistress who took pleasure in keeping him informed on these points by a young girl who had remained her confidante and who had occasion to see rodolphe almost every evening mimi is very happy with vicomte paul the poet was told she seems thoroughly smitten with him only one thing causes her any uneasiness she is afraid lest you should disturb her tranquillity by coming after her which by the way would be dangerous for you for the vicomte worships his mistress and is a good fencer oh replied rodolphe she can sleep in peace i have no wish to go and cast vinegar over the sweetness of her honeymoon as to her young lover he can leave his dagger at home like gastabelza i have no wish to attempt the life of a young gentleman who has still the happiness of being nursed by illusions and as they did not fail to carry back to mimi the way in which her ex-lover received all these details she on her part did not forget to reply shrugging her shoulders that is all very well you will see what will come of it in a day or two however rodolphe was himself and more than any one else astonished at this sudden indifference which without passing through the usual transitions of sadness and melancholy had followed the stormy feelings by which he had been stirred only a few days before forgetfulness so slow to come above all for the victims of love that forgetfulness which they summon so loudly and repulse with equal loudness when they feel it approaching that pitiless consoler had all at once and without his being able to defend himself from it invaded rodolphe's heart and the name of the woman he so dearly loved could now be heard without awakening any echo in it strange fact rodolphe whose memory was strong enough to recall to mind things that had occurred in the farthest days of his past and beings who had figured in or influenced his most remote existence rodolphe could not whatever efforts he might make recall with clearness after four days separation the features of that mistress who had nearly broken his life between her slender fingers he could no longer recall the softness of the eyes by the light of which he had so often fallen asleep he could no longer remember the notes of that voice whose anger and whose caressing utterances had alternately maddened him 
a poet who was a friend of his and who had not seen him since his absence met him one evening rodolphe seemed busy and preoccupied he was walking rapidly along the street twirling his cane hello said the poet holding out his hand so here you are and he looked curiously at rodolphe seeing that the latter looked somewhat downcast he thought it right to adopt a consoling tone come courage my dear fellow i know that it is hard but then it must always have come to this better now than later on in three months you will be quite cured what are you driving at said rodolphe i am not ill my dear fellow come said the other do not play the braggart i know the whole story and if i did not i could read it in your face take care you are making a mistake said rodolphe i am very much annoyed this evening it is true but you have not exactly hit on the cause of my annoyance good but why defend yourself it is quite natural a connection that has lasted a couple of years cannot be broken off so readily every one tells me the same thing said rodolphe getting impatient well upon my honour you make a mistake you and the others i am very vexed and i look like it that is possible but this is the reason why i was expecting my tailor with a new dress-coat to-day and he has not come that is what i am annoyed about bad bad said the other laughing not at all bad but good on the contrary very good excellent in fact follow my argument and you shall see come said the poet i will listen to you just prove to me how any one can in reason look so wretched because a tailor has failed to keep his word come come i am waiting well said rodolphe you know very well that the greatest effects spring from the most trifling causes i ought this evening to pay a very important visit and i cannot do so for want of a dress-coat now do you see it not at all there is up to this no sufficient reason shown for a state of desolation you are in despair because you are very silly to try to deceive that is my opinion my friend said rodolphe you are very opinionated it is always enough to vex us when we miss happiness and at any rate pleasure because it is almost always so much lost for ever and we are wrong in saying i will make up for it another time i will resume i had an appointment this evening with a lady i was to meet her at a friend's house whence i should perhaps have taken her home to mine if it were nearer than her own and even if it were not at this house there was a party at parties one must wear a dress-coat i have no dress-coat my tailor was to bring me one he does not do so i do not go to the party i do not meet the lady who is perhaps met by someone else i do not see her home either to my place or hers and she is perhaps seen home by another so as i told you i have lost an opportunity of happiness and pleasure hence i am vexed hence i look so and quite naturally very good said his friend with one foot just out of one hell you want to put the other foot in another but my dear fellow when i met you you seemed to be waiting for someone so i was but continued the other we are in the neighbourhood in which your ex-mistress is living what is there to prove that you were not waiting for her although separated from her special reasons oblige me to live in this neighbourhood but although neighbours we are as distant as if she were at one pole and i at the other besides at this particular moment my ex-mistress is seated at her fireside taking lessons in french grammar from vicomte paul who wishes to bring her back to the paths of virtue by the road of orthography good heavens how he will spoil her however that regards himself now that he is editor-in-chief of her happiness 
you see therefore that your reflections are absurd and that instead of following up the half-effaced traces of my old love i am on the track of my new one who is already to some extent my neighbour and will become yet more so for i am willing to take all the necessary steps and if she will take the rest we shall not be long in coming to an understanding really said the poet are you in love again already this is what it is replied rodolphe my heart resembles those lodgings that are advertised to let as soon as a tenant leaves them as soon as one love leaves my heart i put up a bill for another the locality besides is habitable and in perfect repair and who is this new idol where and when did you make her acquaintance come said rodolphe let us go through things in order when mimi went away i thought that i should never be in love again in my life and imagined that my heart was dead of fatigue exhaustion whatever you like it had been beating so long and so fast too fast that the thing was probable in short i believed it dead quite dead and thought of burying it like marlborough in honour of the occasion i gave a little funeral dinner to which i invited some of my friends the guests were to assume a melancholy air and the bottles had crape round their necks you did not invite me excuse me but i did not know your address in that part of cloudland which you inhabit one of the guests had brought a young lady a young woman also abandoned a short time before by her lover she was told my story it was one of my friends who plays very nicely upon the violoncello of sentiment who did this he spoke to this young widow of the qualities of my heart the poor defunct whom we were about to inter and invited her to drink to its eternal repose come now said she raising her glass i drink on the contrary to its very good health and she gave me a look enough as they say to awaken the dead it was indeed the occasion to say so for she had scarcely finished her toast than i heard my heart singing the ophelie of the resurrection what would you have done in my place a pretty question what is her name i do not know yet i shall only ask her at the moment we sign our lease i know very well that in the opinion of some people i have overstepped the legal delays but you see i plead in my own court and i have granted a dispensation what i do know is that she brings me as a dowry cheerfulness which is the health of the soul and health which is the cheerfulness of the body is she pretty very pretty especially as regards her complexion one would say that she made up every morning with watteau's palette she is fair and her conquering glances kindle love in every heart as witness mine a blonde you astonish me yes i have had enough of ivory and ebony i am going in for a blonde and rodolphe began to skip about as he sang praises sing unto my sweet she is fair yellow as the ripening wheat is her hair poor mimi said her friend so soon forgotten this name cast into rodolphe's mirthsomeness suddenly gave another turn to the conversation rodolphe took his friend by the arm and related to him at length the causes of his rupture with mademoiselle mimi the terrors that had awaited him when she had left how he was in despair because he thought that she had carried off with her all that remained to him of youth and passion and how two days later he had recognized his mistake on feeling the gunpowder in his heart though swamped with so many sobs and tears dry kindle and explode at the first look of love cast at him by the first woman he met he narrated the sudden and imperious invasion of forgetfulness without his even having summoned it in aid of his grief 
and how this grief was dead and buried in the said forgetfulness is it not a miracle said he to the poet who knowing by heart and from experience all the painful chapters of shattered loves replied no no my friend there is no more of a miracle for you than for the rest of us what has happened to you has happened to myself the women we love when they become our mistresses cease to be for us what they really are we do not see them only with a lover's eyes but with a poet's as a painter throws on the shoulders of a lay figure the imperial purple or the star-spangled robe of a holy virgin so we have always whole stores of glittering mantles and robes of pure white linen which we cast over the shoulders of dull sulky or spiteful creatures and when they have thus assumed the garb in which our ideal loves float before us in our waking dreams we let ourselves be taken in by this disguise we incarnate our dream in the first comer and address her in our language which she does not understand however let this creature at whose feet we live prostrate tear away herself the dense envelope beneath which we have hidden her and reveal to us her evil nature and her base instincts let her place our hands on the spot where her heart should be but where nothing beats any longer and has perhaps never beaten let her open her veil and show us her faded eyes pale lips and haggard features we replace that veil and exclaim it is not true it is not true i love you and you too love me this white bosom holds a heart that has all its youthfulness i love you and you love me you are beautiful you are young at the bottom of all your vices there is love i love you and you love me then in the end always quite in the end when after having all very well put triple bandages over our eyes we see ourselves the dupes of our mistakes we drive away the wretch who was our idol of yesterday we take back from her the golden veils of poesy which on the morrow we again cast on the shoulders of some other unknown who becomes at once an aureola surrounded idol that is what we all are monstrous egoists who love love for love's sake you understand me we sip the divine liquor from the first cup that comes to hand what matter the bottle so long as we draw intoxication from it what you say is as true as that two and two make four said rodolphe to the poet yes replied the latter it is true and as sad as three-quarters of the things that are true good-night two days later mademoiselle mimi learned that rodolphe had a new mistress she only asked one thing whether he kissed her hands as often as he used to kiss her own quite as often replied marcel in addition he is kissing the hairs of her head one after the other and they are to remain with one another till he has finished ah replied mimi passing her hand through her own tresses it was lucky he did not think of doing the same with me or we should have remained together all our lives do you think it is really true that he no longer loves me at all humph and you do you still love him i i never loved him in my life yes mimi yes you loved him at those moments when a woman's heart changes place you loved him do nothing to deny it it is your justification bah said mimi he loves another now true said marcel but no matter later on the remembrance of you will be to him like those flowers that we place fresh and full of perfume between the leaves of a book and which long afterwards we find dead discoloured and faded but still always preserving a vague perfume of their first freshness one evening when she was humming in a low tone to herself 
vicomte paul said to mimi what are you singing dear the funeral chant of our loves that my lover rodolphe has lately composed and she began to sing i have not a sou now my dear and the rule in such a case surely is soon to forget so tearless for she who would weep is a fool you'll blot out all memory of me eh my pet well still all the same we have spent as you know some days that were happy and each with its night they did not last long but alas here below the shortest are ever those we deem most bright End of chapter 20 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine